Hey listeners, producer Seth Molino here. Y'all get to hear my sexy voice for a moment today because Laura is stress puking and Casey is choking on her own throat pus. But seriously, I'm here because Laura is in South Georgia following her grandmother's funeral and Casey is really sick. If you're a frequent listener, you probably know that Laura was one of the primary caregivers for her grandmother. If you'd like to do something for Laura, donations can be made to Hospice Attila in her memory. As for this episode, this is a segment recorded way back during the recording of episode two, and Laura and Casey found it fitting to share this candid discussion about caring for someone with Alzheimer's in loving memory of Laura's grandmother. With that, I want to say, may Laura's grandmother, Annette Bailey, rest in peace. And we hope you enjoy this special episode of Funeral Stories. Do you find yourself doing this because you're manifesting your grandmother's funeral? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Totally joking. No, No, my grandma's a plan. Like, because we grew up in the industry. She got that shit planned out. We don't have to think about anything. So. Really? No, not really. I mean, she's already got her monument up. Oh, that's right. (laughs) She went and saw it. Yes. I kind of want to hear. Story. You want to hear that? Story? I do. Like okay. I know we could we could always edit it out and put it but, in another episode. But I I already know the story. I want our listeners to okay. hear the story. So because I've mentioned, I feel like I've mentioned it so many times. I'm annoying people, but I grew up in the funeral industry. In case you're a new listener, who knows? This and, may be somebody that's starting on this episode. <laughs> they're just like, let me start in the middle of this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See what it's all about. So I grew up in the funeral industry, and so. It's just a very matter-of-fact thing in our household. Yeah. But my grandmother married into the funeral industry. My my grandfather was the one that owned the business. But she still is... I mean, you can't help but get matter-of-fact about things. And so she has said for years, I want a bench. I want a bench with my name on it. And something about, you know, loving grandma. I don't remember the exact thing that she wanted, but she wanted a bench. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be cremated. Or she... Used to want to donate her body to science because I have an aunt that's a doctor. And that is not something that many older <laughs> Southern women are like, I know. let's well, do it. My aunt is a doctor, her youngest daughter. And of course, she was so proud because yeah. she went back to become a doctor later in life. And my aunt talked about the respect that they pay to the people that have donated their bodies to science. Because that's how they learn yeah. in medical school is on the cadavers. Oh, 100, like that is, that, that's like a thing I say is 100 whenever I'm like, <laughs> and totally. So that's so they like, important. They cover from, th- and I've never been, to, this is just what I know from secondhand information. And so she said they cover each body part with sheets and, you know, they're all covered. And so it's like today you're working on the right quadrant and the, you know, so it's, and so you don't really see anything personal about the patient, but something happened and they bumped the table and she said the woman's hand fell off and her fingernails were painted pink. Mm. And it was this personal, she said it just felt way too personal when she saw that. But because of my aunt, my grandma thought has always said she wanted to donate her body um, to the medical community, but she had knee replacement 
a few years ago and so now she can't because oh, is that a thing yeah because how they don't know what their knee really looks like if it's made of metal what about all the other totally okay body parts but i mean you would think maybe they could well her her top quadrant's fine maybe we could do yeah the lower quadrant of someone just... else who's had something else but that's just a, apparently a rule because they can't get really an idea of what the knee looks like if it's not a real knee interesting so since she can't donate her body she wants to be cremated um and so she wanted to have the bench and then just a place for the urn and so she's been bugging my mom is that a thing that people i i know nothing yeah, about yeah, it yeah. just like put an urn somewhere yeah yeah and a bench like a, a permanent yeah so nobody could come open it and take that right okay. yeah yeah so <laughs> i was like, I was like I don't know how that works <laughs> come in and steal your ashes listen we've had a couple of funeral stories that have been really weird <laughs> so, so you never, never know. know but that's what she wanted and she had been bugging my mom about it she she wanted to see what it looked like before she died mm-hmm. so she, my mom said all right i'm just gonna go ahead and get this done they had it set out and you know there's a amount of time that it takes between having it designed having it made having it set and so one weekend it was it was time for grandma to have a trip out of the house and mom said well maybe i will take her to the cemetery to see the monument because she had been bugging her about it and so mom took her to the cemetery and then she just got real quiet and i think it was the next day she started asking her caretakers and all of us she said, am I dead? Am I dead? She was literally having an existential crisis. Yeah, she thought like that she was dead. And is that the right word? I feel like <laughs> we that's were the right word. Trying to explain to her, no, no but I, and mom said, I knew I shouldn't have taken her out there. I'm like, how could you have possibly predicted that you would Did take she her have to feedback? See it? Did she have feedback on the bench? No, she, she liked it in the moment. She just said, okay, yeah, that's what I wanted. But it was, I mean, Alzheimer's is crazy. I and can't so It is like trippy. She, she probably felt like she was like tripping And she's acid. always said that she wanted to get cremated. That's in her death plan or whatever. And so uh, later that day, I was talking to her and just trying to explain to her, Grandma, you're, you're not dead. You're fine. And then she was getting real worried. She wanted to go make sure that everything was settled. And she was saying she didn't, wasn't sure if she wanted to be burned anymore. And I said, Grandma don't you don't worry about that just don't worry about that and she said she was afraid she would back out last minute oh in her mind she thinks she's gonna be I, aware it's just crazy I, I mean that is okay to be fair we have zero idea what happens yeah. when we die right there very well could be some sort brain of activity in so, we only use 10 percent of our brain what if the 90 percent <laughs> comes alive yeah and our nerve endings yeah. are no pun intended on fire yeah like, and then I mean so that is I get especially being at the end of your life like this is something that we can ha joke about yeah but could you imagine yeah I mean it's just that it's she scary. doesn't understand and we just said how long ago was that uh two or three months ago okay so it's she's getting into the final stages of the disease mm-hmm. so how long has she been diagnosed because oh, you don't usually have that diagnosis that long four years okay it, the average diagnosis is 10 and we started noticing really? things right after she had her um, for women yeah oh at see, her my, age when when i when i called my mom to fact check the first funeral story she was mm-hmm. like just remember it was seven years that yeah and she was like and that was that's a really long time for someone with alzheimer's so mm-hmm. i all i knew is my mom's account yeah and so i thought that that was like a really long time but i had well, no idea i take that back it's um onset 10 years so some people aren't diagnosed and my grandma What's lived the on a, 
Like, or what's onset? Onset is when the the first signs of the disease pop up and you might not even notice like, them for years. constantly misplacing your keys <laughs> yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, see, I mean, my grandma lived by herself. She, you know, she's very independent. Yeah. And so it it's almost something you have to observe on a daily basis to be mm-hmm. able to catch things. I would say around my wedding, and I've been married six years Looking back, I didn't know at the time that's what it was, but looking back, I can see. Yeah. Hindsight. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense now why she behaved that way. Or, mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything big, or we would have made note of it at the time, but it's just, you know. Yeah. You know, what was um, interesting was I remember, like, I, I, I said, my, uh, grandfather died I don't even know if I've said this but I know you know because mm-hmm. we've been friends with yeah. her my grandfather died in 2005 and then it was like a couple of months later it just <laughs> things just started getting weird so we had get this this is this is worth fucking mentioning <laughs> my grandmother um was not even 80 at the time and my grandfather died at 82 and her mother was still alive. Lillian, the aunt that had brain cancer. Mm-hmm. That's another story we'll get into. No, no. Lillian, the aunt that had brain cancer, had recently died, and my great-grandmother had been living with Lillian. So when Lillian died, we had to find a place for my granny Belle, my great-grandmother, to live. So it was my my Mima's, my grandmother's um, mother. Mm-hmm. And so she went to live with her. And my it, she was the kind of woman you could be like, oh, Granny Belle, how are you doing? And she'd be like, I'm good, just waiting to die. You know, just like, <laughs> just like any day now, the good Lord's gonna take me. You know, so it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Neat. Uh, please don't let it be right now, because so, I don't want to handle that. I don't that. see that. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun. So, but she was that kind of woman. But she would go, li- she like lived with my Mima. And so yeah. my my Granny Belle was with it until the day she died. Yeah. It was one of the situations where the body quit, the mind was there. Mm-hmm. But my Mima like had signs of on like early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um when my Granny Belle was living with her and but it was shit that we were just like we're flighty people. <laughs> we have a lot of ADD in the family. Yeah. You know, we're space cadets. Like it's just yeah. we're just oh, space cadets. Mm-hmm. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just like we're kind of flighty so like you don't think anything of it. But so from that time that was 2006 and my yeah. my grandmother died in last year 2017. So like so it was, it's 10 years from early on, from onset. Yeah. On average and she pretty much yeah, exactly. Yeah. On, I mean, 11 years. But yeah. Can you imagine living 11 years with a disease like that? Yeah. Well, I mean... And That's it's, torture. It's, it's a not prison. a linear situation. So, I mean, your first eight I, years of it, you might be fine. And then it's just only... It's that's what I on. wanted you to explain. You said yeah. that in your first... Uh, I think it was your first podcast when we were talking actually about my grandma. Mm-hmm. But I wanted you to explain that to listeners that do not know or have not had experience with Alzheimer's. Yeah. What that... Like, that it's not a linear disease. Because that is... It's that's it's such an accurate description of the disease. Yeah, so I guess I would say that if you are a person who's caring for someone with Alzheimer's, like you, they might have three really good days, mm-hmm. and then something happens that's totally new, and it seems like how are they to this point yet? Yeah, and it might last. 24 hours. It might last two days, but then they kind of go back to where they were right before that behold your future because the way they were for that what 
24 hours that's coming yeah that's about to be your new normal and then you're in that new new normal and they might revert back to the way they were four months before for a couple of days and then you see another advancement and behold that's your new new normal it just it's not linear did you read about before you became your and I didn't mean to go on this like thing but I feel (laughs) like this is related we'll we'll edit it out there's someone out there that's dealing with Alzheimer's early right now that will yeah. listen to us and we could throw this into another podcast but I am <laughs> I feel like because you're in it right now yeah you do have some very good insight so and also I'm curious mm-hmm. um did you do research about the disease before you started being your your grandmother's care or one of your grandmother's caretakers or was it while you were in it and you're like the fuck is happening a little bit I and I'm just a researcher I yeah. just I mean psychology major that is my shit I love to research things I don't love that this is what I'm having to research yeah. but I'm very much like there's a problem let's see if someone else that's been this through this can tell us a solution yeah so I did do some research mainly to help my mom because before I was in it my mom was in it for about two years Mm -hmm. um and then I've been in it for about two years so my mom's going on five of it quick because I'm trying (laughs) to follow the timeline and for the listeners the onset um when she got when did she get her diagnosis Almost five years ago. Okay, and was your mom in it before, or was okay. it um, like? My, no, my mom, my mom moved in with her after her second knee surgery. Okay, which was about five years ago, and then coming out of the knee surgery, things started. We noticed happening. some things, and we knew it's dementia or Alzheimer's or something along those lines. We knew it was something, but you you can't get a proper diagnosis until after death because they have to do a, you know, test a brain sample. And we just found out recently that her brother passed away from Lewy body dementia, which has a lot of the same characteristics. I I mean, it's all ends up being the same thing. Yeah. I feel like they have like different diagnoses, diagnoses based on gender and yeah, like it's, it's all basically the same thing. It's all dementia. We can't tell what exact branch of dementia she has, but based on the progression and the amount of brain plaque or whatever, they predict it's Alzheimer's. Same exact thing happened with my grandmother. In fact, we got the Alzheimer's diagnosis and as she kept going like living because mm-hmm. it was an I mean we were like wait and and it did not go with the Alzheimer's timeline right and they were like oh no it's just like super progressed dementia da, da, da. Yeah. And it's kind of like at some point you're just like the fuck is the difference yeah. like it's, <laughs> it's all fucking just losing your goddamn mind sucks. yeah yeah you're all and going then, back to having nothing right and because of my grandma's knee or uh, her knee replacements yeah. and she has about 20 percent stability in each knee Okay. And then also some kind of cervical brain. Um, very, very high fall risk. Yeah. So she had to have full-time care a lot earlier than people was normally would. Was she someone that was like, I don't want a wheelchair. I'm not going to be in a wheelchair. Was that kind of... No. Um, sh- there was just one particular funeral home. I'm not funeral. Oh, my God. <laughs> one particular... <laughs> um elderly care facility that she didn't want us to take her to she did not want to stay there i'm sure she had gone to visit people there over the years and had left a bad taste in her mouth so she just said i would like to stay in my home and she always bragged (laughs) about the fact that her mother and her then her grandmother and the women in her family before her like went made an apple pie went to bed and just didn't wake up and so she had always hoped that for herself 
When you go home, get all the ingredients for the apple pie. <laughs> I, See, but I feel like that's some shit that's like so deep in her memory. Yeah. That with Alzheimer's, that'll be something that she's like, oh, tonight's the night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she'll be like, let me bake this pie and go to bed and not wake up. Well, yeah. Maybe would kill your I wish we could. <laughs> we wish we could. If we could mimic making an apple pie, if that was what helped her find peace. I yeah. don't know what it is that she still... I feel like she feels in her mind that there's still something that's unresolved because most people would have just given up by now. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of profound, you know. So I feel like she's holding on to something. Do you think it might be the sisters or, or, uh, or the children? Like maybe just yeah, being around I mean, more. I or? think it probably has to do with the we decision. can edit this. Out yeah, if we need that's, to. that's okay. <laughs> um, they're not gonna listen. Okay. To me. I don't fucking care. <laughs> they don't care about me. So <laughs> thanks, Aunt Nancy. I don't know if that's her name. that's not one. I just let's that just was, call him Nancy. <laughs> that was actually my grandpa's concubine, as my grandma right. called him. That's right. <laughs> that's where that Nancy came in. Yes. Yep. So um, Alzheimer's is not linear. <laughs> Like my little memories are trying to fucking come together. So I think, you know, there's dissension between her daughters. And I think in her mind, if she could just see them all in a room together Is one that more possible? time. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's up to them. Would it's your mom? Me. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. My mom would. Yeah. I figured as much. My mom is like so laid back. No, and your mom is, I want to be more like Susan. <laughs> just going to let, hi Susan. She just. Thanks. Of course. She, and she, she, obviously she lost her husband. She's. <laughs> she's so actually she's, dealt with some real shit. She's dealt with real shit. Uh, I don't know that my aunts, the other aunts have dealt with the same level of shit that she's had to deal with. Well, your mom is also like super like. And I'm sure she's not always this way, but I think she works hard, as do you, mm-hmm. work hard to be like zen. Yeah. Just like, yeah. And yeah. I feel like when she catches herself out of that zen, she tries, and she always tells me she needs me because I don't think like a Bailey, I think like a Brooker. My mom's maiden name is Bailey. So she says, you know, sometimes I need someone that's like a Brooker to talk to because... I'm able to get outside of it and go that's maybe kinda, look at it from this way because you can that like makes me you know like I'm almost like on the verge of tears because that like you know I mean that's she's, yeah that actually like I'm I, I'm like two seconds from having a moment but that makes me like be, knowing the relationship between you and your father yeah and that's what she said before she's like some because you know when you're t- especially your mom your sisters you oh, get these it. are the moments <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know when you're, oh. no that's like yeah. oddly beautiful like, yeah it's, it's but when you're getting powerful. into things with somebody and I've caught myself before like getting into it and I you I'm I'm empathizing too much with her and I'm you know getting on her le- I'm getting on the Bailey level and then I go home and I you know I'm driving back and I'll wait, go wait I don't think she should have read it this way and so I'll call her and I'll say Mom, you know, maybe you should think about it like this. And I think maybe I shouldn't be so, um, what's the right word? So agreeable to what your opinion is. And she said, Laura, that's exactly what I need from you. I need, I need you to be your dad. (laughs) Like Maybe that's why sometimes you are so like, even, and I think this is such a good trait that you have and okay this is being recorded i'm complimenting laura <laughs> believe it or not but there are times um and, and i don't know sorry it's just kind kind of making sense to me that like there are times where i want i just want you to be like girl 
yes, fuck that. That's so fucked up. And it's like, this, I, just because I want it, that doesn't mean that's what I need. Right. And so you're literally consistently the friend that's like, well, I mean, well, you and Jen, actually, you and Jen <laughs> yeah. are both the same way. It's like, I mean, I see how you could feel that way. However. Yeah. I don't think it was, or you didn't read this right, or maybe you came in this way. And said, yeah. so, but I think that's a, a very good trait. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Cause she said, thank you. <laughs> I said a nice thing. And then she said, thank you. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know where I was going that, but I, I asked, sometimes, I had asked about when she got the diagnosis. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Replacement. And yeah. And so that happened five ish years ago. And then mom moved in with her to help her with the surgery. I mean, after recovering after the surgery, because it's very much oh, like you can't do anything. Did she have both yourself. of them at the same time? No, she had one. And then she had the other one the next year. And the first one, she stayed in Atlanta with my aunts for a couple of months. And then she, I don't, I don't remember how long she, they, they took care of her at the like immediate stuff. And then mm-hmm. my mom did the follow up stuff. So <laughs> my microphone just fell. And, she, <laughs> and so, mom lived with her for almost two years kind of the transition between going from the second knee surgery into her diagnosis my mom was with her and she thought well you know maybe I have a year or so where she can still be in her house by herself and I can be in my house for a little while on my own again before we're gonna have to make a decision about who's gonna live with her and what we're gonna do yeah and literally the night the first night my mom was able to go back home and spend a night in her own house my grandma fell and my brother was lived around right around the corner from her at the time and so i think he took her to the emergency room i might be remembering this wrong she's had several falls but i think he took her to the emergency room. My mom had just started a fire and cracked open a bottle of wine. Like, yes, I'm finally back in my house. And then she, it was just like, you can't be. You, you're not going to get this year. Oh, <laughs> so, damn it. Um, and I could just tell that she was sort of drowning and she needed help. You know, she doesn't have a spouse. And none of her sisters live here. And I just said... I will start coming to help. And so, honestly, it's just as much for my mom. If, if I'm being honest, it's just as much for my mom as it is my grandma. Uh, I'd say it's more for your mom. Yeah, because my relationship with my grandma was complicated sometimes. She was a great grandmother, but it was complicated. But yeah. I had a great mother and father relationship, so... So See, this is just like coming at me. My microphone keeps falling. I don't know what to do until you start talking. Okay. <laughs> until okay. you're in the middle of something really heavy, and then it's just I'm just like, and then the so, m- pop screens on my mouth, and I'm like, nothing. Oh my God, no, 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 no. nothing. So <laughs> it's nothing. Anyway. So oh any other questions about Alzheimer's? Um, actually, <laughs> this, one is the thing. this is the thing. Is like I kind of feel like. We've always said, like, oh, I feel like this is going to sound really egotistical and I'm okay with it. But that's not, that's <laughs> right. But, like, I'm, I've always said, like, oh, we need a reality TV show because, like, we are, we're getting a crazy shit. It's always wild. And we are huge Andy Cohen fans. Yeah. Shout out to Andy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, podcasts are better because we don't always look our best. <laughs> <laughs> Sad but true. Um, and uh, we, uh, our conversations are always pretty deep. 
Yeah. And so, like, I kind of like We the, go there. Yeah. This is, like, kind of, like, a weird aside that, like, we did not intend to get we, into. We, yeah, this was not, but, nope. I, hey, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I'm super so, down. So, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, just, I don't, I, we can jump into the meat, but mm-hmm. I did want to, f- yeah, because the, the whole thing that started about the knee replacement mm-hmm. surgery was your mom went in, like, went to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And did, did you say what year that was? What did I... Hmm. I want to say 2012. Okay. You see, I got married in 2011. So, yeah, 2012-ish. Okay. So, and then your mom started recognizing things were off. Yeah. I I mean, I was living in Charlotte, and then I started my business all during this time. So, I was a little bit out of sight, out of mind, when the knee surgeries and the transition was actually happening. As you should be. So... Most grandchildren are not, like... I mean, and and maybe we should be, but... But point... I mean, point being, I don't remember the exact sequence of events, that, but... It was obvious that something was happening. It was and that, after your mom lived there. That, yeah, yeah. That, um, that it was clear that she was coming down. And I don't remember at one point they had her diagnosed. But mom thought she was going to maybe get a couple, a year, at least a year to herself out in the woods in her house. God. But that didn't happen. So, yeah. God, well, it's coming. <laughs> I hate to say that because it's like, yeah, a, it is. But that is a loss. Um, it is. It's, it's a loss. I've kind of already said goodbye yeah. in a lot of... I mean, I'm sure I'll have a whole different set of feelings when she actually does pass away. And we will, I'm sure we'll talk about it some more. You know one thing that I didn't... In my first funeral story mm-hmm. um, that I didn't mention. So my sister April, um, is she's 15 years old. For, for the listeners, <laughs> she's 15 years older than me. And she was the one that was originally my grandmother's caretaker. She lived mm-hmm. next door to her. She was my grandmother's uh, caretaker. And then Jenny had her son, Maddox, and they were living in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it just made more financial sense for them to move down and live next because April had to move in Yeah, with my grandmother. So Jenny moved in the house next door. And while April was at work, because it got to the point where Mima needed full-time, like, mm-hmm. around-the-clock care, Yeah, Jenny was literally in the house with Mima. Um... All, all day long. And not only was she just in the house with Mima, but, and this is, this is that weird fucked up. We've talked about Alzheimer's and there's mm-hmm. been several times where I've been like, you know how we compare it to like a kid? Yeah. And, yeah. But it's more rewarding with a kid. Yeah. Have you ever thought about being in Jenny's position where she literally oh has gosh. a six month old or, or, or a four month old? Yeah. She was telling me some stories about it and I'm like, man. And an 80 year old with Alzheimer's and yeah. she's literally changing diapers of an elderly yeah. woman and an, an, an a baby. <laughs> and yeah. That's intense so with the reason i i bring this up was when my um grandmother died jenny didn't come to the funeral yeah and we all it was one of those situations where we honestly i because grief is weird Mm -hmm. and jenny jenny was gonna come but it was like money stuff and her car couldn't make it and she was gonna obviously she wasn't living close at the time it it was four hours away Mm -hmm. you know we're living here and she was going to try to catch a ride with me. And then I mm-hmm. left early because my mom called me and was like, I need you. Yeah. And I and my mom called me because she knew that I had the freedom to do that. Yeah. Whereas Jenny's, you know, recently divorced and she's going through some shit. And like, yeah. she's got a kid in school, yeah. you know, and like she's working. Mm-hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I can throw the kid in the car and go. Yeah. Um, and she was going to catch a ride with, I call them my aunts. They're my cousins. Yeah. Carol and Jean. But they, she was going to catch a ride with them, but it was two hours away. 
Um, it was in February. It was it wasn't icy conditions, but it was just like Jenny and I are both night people. We stay up all night, and then it was like she only had a couple hours of sleep, and then and her car was. It yeah. needed service. She actually has a new car now because that car was like on the outs. Yeah. But she didn't come to the funeral. And because grief is so weird, we all were, I took up for her to people that mm-hmm. were like, where's Jenny? But at the same time, I was like, fuck her. Like, yeah, I wish she'd been here. Um, But it was, honestly, it was totally selfish. It was totally selfish of me because yeah. I wish she had been there because I was sad. And I wanted her. You needed her. I needed her. But at the same time, that was me being selfish because. But you're the baby. I'm the baby. And mm-hmm. Jenny and and Jenny had like much like you had already said goodbye. The, yeah. My mom was long gone. I was not. I didn't get fucked having to stay there and right. change her diaper and have to see the shit that my get her and have her cuss me out. Yeah. You know, like I got to see the shit when you go in and it's like. I happened to go on the one day where she's like, oh, you're Casey, you're Phyllis's daughter. Yeah, you got to go and it's like they, it's a new, new quote unquote face. And so they get to brighten up and you get to see this, that you're not in, you're not in the trenches <laughs> with it. Here's yeah. the thing. I cannot, I had postpartum depression. Yeah. It is so real. Yeah. Jenny had it. Mm-hmm. There is no fucking way I think I would have lived <laughs> if I also had to care for my grandmother. Oh, yeah. And I just think there's just a whole other level of, of shit that comes with yeah. saying goodbye to somebody that you once loved. And, you know, to be honest, my grandmother was not kind of like yours. It was no. not always the most warm. No. She was. She used to call Jenny a fucking, or not fucking, an a exhibitionist <laughs> because she would like wear a tank top yeah you know like she was yeah. she was a hot girl that wore a tank top so it was like yeah based on that whore yeah how dare so like it, she was not like that to me but i was like the fat chubby kid you know like i was you know what i mean like it's whatever but like for jenny to put in all that work yeah and to take care of her and then i was like yeah you can't really be mad at her yeah and we were she put in the time she put in a, a lot more time than I did. I just have to say, my mother now has a death plan or, mm-hmm. or, or a, a, an elderly care plan. Which I would think is really big for your mom because she's so denial. <laughs> Phyllis, you are the queen of denial. That is 100% true. Yeah. Like, and love I love you, even, Phyllis. I really We love you dude. so much, but these, this, the, we're going to get real in this podcast. <laughs> I've warned you all. Yeah. But like, truly, like, thank you, mom, for yeah. having an elderly care plan. Yeah. Because I don't, one I don't want to have to take care of you I will yeah I don't want to mm-hmm. and I damn sure don't want Layla or Maddox yeah. doing it or right. Johnny or Jackson I don't want you any of them to just move to Oregon and take one of those pills <laughs> honestly I think mama would can. here's oh, the thing God. is I always say well, so Eddie for people that don't know mm-hmm. is my stepdad and they are the people that found themselves later in life, but they went to high school together, met at a high school reunion. He knew who she was. She had no fucking clue who he, who he was. <laughs> he walked me down the aisle at my wedding. He's the dad that actually showed me how to have a healthy relationship yeah. with a man. However, not however, wrong word. <laughs> in addition to, <laughs> I've always said that if Eddie, I, I want Phyllis to die first. Yeah. Because if Eddie dies first, mm-hmm. I will be lucky to have a week with my mom. Yeah. She's just going to 
fucking die immediately of a broken heart. Eddie will go on and live in a boat. Be like, that was cool. That was a cool time in my life. I loved them. They're really rad. I loved Phyllis. She was awesome. Phyllis was great. She brought a lot to the table, but she's gone, so that sucks. Yeah. You know, and then he'll like send a card every Christmas or some shit. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he will keep in touch with Layla and Maddox. That's about it. But, uh, I've always said that, but like my mom would totally be the one to be like, oh, this fucking sucks. Let's go to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a nice little aside. That was like a whole fucking episode. Yeah, no kidding. It was good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Enjoy I'm, it. I'm game. I'm yeah. Game. <laughs> good game. High so, five. High five. High five. High five. Wait, wait, let's do it loud so they can hear it. Let's do one more. She has really little hands. <laughs> there we go. I'll say still. There we go. You have to say still. <laughs> Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.